Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio. I am Sandy, and I'm the founder and the chief love officer at LastFirstDate.com. I want to thank you for joining us today. Last First Date Radio is a show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love in the second half of life. And we have a fabulous show coming up for you today. I'm going to be speaking with Melanie Robinson about online dating profile mistakes and how you can fix them. As a dating coach, I love helping women in all aspects of dating. Um, We do online dating, we do offline dating, but the most important thing is that I help them stay the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives. Often what happens in dating is we become 14 years old again. (laughs) We become adolescents. We forget about our power and our value, and it's so important to really show up authentically in every part of your life and with the same beauty, power, energy that you have in every other aspect. And, you know, so many of the women that I work with are amazing moms. They are incredible in the workforce. And when it comes to dating, they really don't see themselves and what they're doing or saying that is causing them to have a lack of success. And so what I've done is I've compiled a list of the top three mistakes that midlife daters make and how you can turn them around and find your true love. It's a free guide that I created because I want you to go on your last first date. So all you need to do is go to my website, lastfirstdate.com, and sign up to grab a copy on my homepage. I also have a brand new Facebook group, and this is for women only, for women over 40. And it is a place to support you, to uh, to guide you. We have incredible discussions about red flags, about maintaining your femininity, about all kinds of topics that relate to dating, especially after 40. So if you would like to join, please go to Your Last First Date on Facebook. And it's a closed group. It's a private group. I have to, uh, I have to accept your. Um, if you if you join, I have to accept it. But um, please, please join. I want to grow this group. We have about 200 members, and I'm just loving having them all in my group. So we would love to have new members. And now I want to introduce our special guest today. Melanie Robinson is an award-winning blogger, writer, and online dating expert. She was named one of the 10 best online dating experts by DatingAdvice.com, and she was described as follows. Melanie Robinson is as real as it gets. She calls it like she sees it, the good, the bad, the painful, and disappointing. Oh, and she's not afraid of a few four-letter words. And that's what I love about her. Um, I actually got introduced to Melanie through a client of mine who was a a blog reader, and she said, if you don't know Melanie, you should get to know her because she's terrific, and I agree. Melanie has appeared on the Steve Harvey Show, daytime talk show Katie, and she writes regularly for the Huffington Post. 
she recently completed a memoir called One Year of Online Dating at 50. So join us now as Melanie Robinson gives us her best tips on how to improve your online dating profile. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Oh, Sandy, thank you so much. What a lovely inter- introduction. I don't know if, I, if I'm worthy. Oh, I am not worthy. You are worthy. <laughs> um, uh, it was just, uh, you know, when my, when my client introduced me, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like, I think I wrote to you something like, I, I feel like you're my new best friend. And you said, well, good, I'm looking for a new best friend. And then we got to know each other, and it was really fun. So We did. Um, we, had a, we had a yeah. great time together. We did, and I was a date. I had a date that day, and you were my a better date than than my date. So um, sometimes, oh, yeah. that's the way it goes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to having you. So let, let's talk about. Um, well, let's let's do a little bit of backstory first, and I know that. Um, you experienced a very tragic loss of your husband, and um, it must have been very difficult for you to get back into dating. So, how did you how did you prepare yourself, or how did you move forward and and be able to date again after that loss? Right, and, and my husband passed away at a very very young age, and I was forty five, and he was truly the love of my life. And one of those magical sort of things, love at first sight, that you think only happens in the movies. And and I had that experience. And so after he died, it was uh, very, very difficult. And the, the grieving process was excruciating and painful and and I went through all of the things that everyone tells you you're going to go through and although you read about them when you actually go through them it's it's a completely different different thing but once I had been apart from him and we were we were together for five years once I had been apart from him as long as we had been together I decided that I had two choices, and I was either going to live in the past, as I had really been doing for those five years, or I was going to move forward with my life. And I decided that that I wanted to move forward, and the logical choice, because I had moved, I had I had actually moved from Las Vegas to New York City to try to reinvent myself as a writer. I did all kinds of things that that people probably shouldn't be doing in the middle of their of their life but I was I was looking for change and things like that. So when I when I got to New York City, I knew no one really and so I started online dating. And I began having crazy experiences and I looked for a blog or someone who was writing about it and I couldn't find it so I created the blog myself and um made a commitment to online date for one year and and chronicle my experiences. And that's mm. that's how I got started and got back into dating again. Well, I, I love that um, you reinvented yourself um, in, in midlife because it's not crazy, actually, because I did it too. <laughs> and it's it's become a very popular thing. And I think that for so many people... 
midlife is a time when you often realize that you're out of alignment in certain ways, whether it's it's in love or in work or in some other aspect of your life and and it's a time for wake up calls, you know, and it's I think it's the perfect time to actually reinvent yourself. So so I think it's a great thing that you did and you're a very talented writer, so you were meant to do this and um, and and I can also just only imagine how difficult it was to move on, but not staying stuck is a is a really important choice, and I think that so many people do stay stuck. Exactly, and you're you're absolutely right, and and a lot of people describe it as oh you're so brave or you're so fearless, but once once a person has experienced a loss like that, and and it does not necessarily have to be death. It can be a painful divorce. It can be a a multitude of things. It could be the loss of of a job that really defined you. Once you've experienced your worst fear, you become willing to to be fearless, to put yourself Mm -hmm. out there, because at that point you know the most awful thing in the world has happened and you've survived. You, you're, I think you're more willing to go for it at at that stage mm-hmm. in your life, and you and you worry less about what people think too. Yes, well, hopefully, I do have a lot of clients who still worry a lot about what people think, and we're working on that. But it's, um, <laughs> I think that when you have experienced trauma, that your response to the trauma really matters. And I had the same response to the trauma in my life. To, you know, to experiencing big trauma was to find my resilience and um, and to be a lot m- a lot more fearless about trying mm-hmm. new things because once you've done the big stuff, it's like oh, online dating. Um, exactly. So, so let's talk about your dating success and um, you know you you were having all this. success success. So a lot of people get online and they don't have success. So can you give some highlights as to what do you attribute that um, online dating success? Do you mean the number of dates that I've been on and and the number of of, um, nice men that I've met in the process? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Well, you said that you got online and like all of a sudden you're getting all this attention and you're going on all these dates. So a lot of people get online and nothing happens to them. So I'm imagining that you set up your profile, first of all, to to have success. So can you give us some highlights about what you would recommend in terms of, of setting up your profile to optimize Absolutely. your success? Absolutely. First of all, um, one of the thing, the most important things are the photos. People are visual, and men and women are equally visual. So you need to have quality photos taken of yourself, and and it it doesn't have to be a hundred. Three, three would be great. Um, perhaps a candid, some professional shots would be wonderful if you can afford to do that and a full body shot, and they should be flattering, but they should not be photoshopped and they should be honest. In other words, put your best foot forward in your photos, but be honest about it. Don't don't have every line wrinkle or, or bulge erased through photoshopping, but make sure that your photos are good photos, quality photos, and not silly photos. Um, I can't tell you the number of 
of men and women that I've, I've looked at their photos and think, what are they? What are they thinking? There are photos with their children, photos with their dogs, photos with uh, silly hats on, photos that are. I think that they believe they're trying to be funny, but it's not funny. That you should take mm-hmm. it seriously. Would you put that photo in? If you were turning in a resume with a photo, would you put that silly hat photo on? Probably, probably you would not. So make sure your photos are good, and then in your profile. Do your best not to overshare. And that sounds kind of crazy because we these are strangers and we want them to get to know us. But I think the mistake that I see over and over and over again are people are oversharing. And really that is what the dating process is about, is getting to know that person through several dates. So talking about your horrible divorce or talking about say, the death of my husband, or talking about uh, a terrible custody battle that I just went through or anything like that, those kind of things should, should absolutely not be in your profile. People are reading less and less. Uh, the way that we read is changing through because of technology. So I believe that, that your profile should be short, to the point, upbeat, positive, and and make it something that's interesting enough that someone will want to keep reading until the end. Yeah, and all of that sounds really easy, but when people sit down to write, they come up with a blank. Um, so any prompts for people who say, when I, like I remember when I first started teaching online dating and I'd say to my group, what what do you think is something unique about yourself? And they mm-hmm. really could not answer. They one woman said, I have nice hair. Mm-hmm. That was about it. So right. how would you um, how would you get people to start sharing some of the more interesting things about themselves without feeling self conscious or feeling like they're bragging? Right. Well and, and you, you are bragging. You're selling yourself. So you need mm-hmm. to you need to kind of get your mojo on. And think about what are the great things about yourself. What are the things about you that you really like? And if you can't think of those things or if if it's too difficult, ask a friend. Say, give me five things that you think are amazing about me that are unique and different and things like that. Ask people who care about you, who love you, what are the things that, that are unique about me? What are the things that are special about me? And then take those things and use them. And I would also suggest that people consult a professional. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with we consult professionals for for our CVs, our resumes. We consult professionals when we design our websites. Why in the world would we not consult a professional if we were going into something like online dating that is so completely foreign to so many people who have been in long-term relationships, marriages, etc. So, So mm-hmm. consult a professional as well. Yeah, I agree, uh, and I, w- I want to even say that I, as a professional who does this for people, I had friends of mine who are also professionals look at my profile this summer when I was visiting them, and they gave me great feedback about things that I couldn't see. So, you know, even professionals need professionals. <laughs> so Absolutely. It's, it's, I have, and, yeah. and that's one of the things that I did as well. As a writer, I have a lot of writers friends and I said is this interesting and and that's mm-hmm. a bonus for me because 
I have an army of writers who are looking at my profile and saying, you know, this could be funnier, this could, you're a funny person, this could be funnier, you could say this better, this is too, too wordy and things like that. Um, also grammatical errors. I think that, mm. that again, I see it so often. I think we, we ought to make sure that our profile, just as if we were in school and turning in uh, a, an essay, we would want our profile to, to be void of typos, grammatical errors, things like that. And if you're unsure, mm-hmm. have someone who you know is an expert at that, a friend, somebody who's great at proofread. Have someone else proofread your profile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is such an issue, and I would say, I mean, I've learned to overlook so many grammatical errors because I don't judge people based on grammar, but it drives me crazy. So, you know, I'm not going to write someone off because they've had a few grammatical errors, but it is a sign of, uh, well, it could be a sign of a lot of things. It could be a sign of haste. It could be a sign of, mm-hmm. I don't want to look like I'm trying too hard. It could be a sign of, you know, you can make up what it means, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, if you can take that extra time and really shine online, because this is what this is all about, it's you have the opportunity to make your profile the best it can be, so do it, you know, because you want to stand out. Correct. Um, so any, And you're absolutely right, and and I agree with you that, that we can ever as a as a writer i have a hard time overlooking <laughs> grammatical yes. errors or typos i have a hard time with that but i also know that that the world is changing i find errors all the time in publications in books so i i what i have to to get beyond is my own issue with that and and say to others you know do your best if you if you see something that is an absolute that you think is an absolute deal breaker, don't make it. Don't make anything an absolute deal breaker. You know, take a chance every once in a while because sometimes it pays off. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and I've I've shared stories about people that I've met who. Some of them had almost nothing written on their profile, but they had a nice picture and they wrote to me first and it was a lovely email. So I, you know, got on the phone, took a chance, saw what the person was like and we met. And it's it's a meeting. It's a short meeting usually. I mean, keep it short, but it's not not going to, you know, be the end of your life if you if you meet somebody for a half an hour and see if there's some kind of connection. Um you know, so so you went on a lot of dates, and some of them have been disasters. Uh, if you want to share a quick disaster, I'd love to hear one, and then I'd love to hear some, you know, success stories too. Well, I went on I, more more often than not. I went on dates with people who were using photos that were not that were not current. I, I went on many. I went on over a hundred and fifty dates in a year. So I. Um, I did go on many dates where I did not recognize the person because they were using a photo from 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years ago. And it was from a distance. So I thought, wow, they look really great for their age. And then they mm-hmm. walked in and I didn't recognize them. I I was on a date with a guy who um, liked to talk about 
having sex with young. He was he was in politics, and he liked to talk about having sex when he was on the campaign trail with um, with younger girls that were that were interns and things like that. I mean, he thought that was hilarious. I had a date where a guy did a stunt roll out of the taxi cab when it was gliding to a stop so he could get out of paying for his half of the taxi that we were sharing. I'm, I'm, oh, I can go on and on and on. I, I had a, a lot of disastrous dates, which was really great because I wasn't, I was, I, he, when I set out to do this, I set out to, to date and to only go out with people that I thought I had a had the potential to continue dating. So it wasn't as if I, I was actually selecting people that I thought would make for great stories. These things just happened. Um, mm-hmm. But but I went I went on a lot of disastrous dates, which made for really great writing material. I, I'm really mm-hmm. thankful. It was traumatic. By the end of the year, I needed to take a year off of online dating <laughs> just to recover. But but in the meantime, it gave me a lot of material to write about. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so so tell us a success story that you've had from online dating. Well, I I've met many many really very very nice men, and I'm a believer in in chemistry. And it's either there or it's not. I was a believer in in that instant chemistry. I was seeking that instant chemistry that I had with my late husband. And and what I have found is that sometimes that that's very unusual. And sometimes it takes two or three dates to know if if you have that thing that we're all seeking, that indefinable chemistry that we're all seeking. So I I went on many, many dates with very, very nice men that I that I thought could possibly I could possibly have that sort of chemistry. And um unfortunately we did not. But these were great guys and I actually which is ridiculous but I did it, I would actually uh, pair them up with friends of mine who were single because they were great guys. And I thought, well, maybe maybe they'll have a connection. One friend actually did with with someone that that I dated, and they dated for quite some time. So I kind of consider that a success story, even if it wasn't my own success. Mhm. Well, that's I think that's a really great thing that you just mentioned because a lot of people look at online dating as with only one intention, which is to find love and. Every date is your potential future husband and or future wife, and so that you're constantly feeling disappointed, frustrated, let down, and you give up, you burn out. But if you approach any kind of dating in the way that you the way that you're talking about where you're going to have an experience, you're going to meet people, it's going to be interesting. You might meet people who you can fix up with other people. I mean, some people meet people they end up working with. They meet people who introduce them to other people. Um, Some of the best relationships that I know of happen because people met people through people that they would never have thought would have ended up introducing them. So 
I, I think with that kind of attitude, you have the most success, and you don't get frustrated and shut down and burnt out. And you should take a break. When you're beginning to feel that way, take a break. Hide your profile. Say, I'm going to take mm-hmm. a month off. I'm going to take a break from, if if you're online dating, take a break. Just give yourself, yeah. you know what, three or four disastrous dates in a row, it's exhausting. I don't have the energy to put my, I, you, you go through all of this aggravation to get dressed. You pull up the Spanx. Everything's tucked in and, and you can hardly breathe. You put on <laughs> eyeliner and mascara. You show up, you lipstick, lip light, the whole thing. You show up and it's a disaster. So three or four of those sort of dates can be discouraging. So my advice mm-hmm. would be take a break. Hide your profile. Yeah. Just step away from the computer. Step away <laughs> from your phone. Take a break. Let it let it kind of... of cool off a little bit, and then get back in there and do it again. Because, again, each bad date that a person goes on, what they have to look at it, this is, my, this is the way I look at it. I look at a bad date as taking me one step closer to that good date that I'm waiting for, to that person that I'm hoping to meet, to that relationship that I would like to see myself in. I look at this bad date as not, okay, this is it, this is terrible, all men are idiots, all guys online are jerks. I I don't look at it that way. What I say is, okay, that was really awful. But I've now moved one step closer to the good date, to that that person that I'm seeking. I've moved one step closer. And that's the way Mm -hmm. I, I, I look at it, and that's how I can continue to put myself out there and to seek uh, that love that that I hope that I will eventually find. Well, that's a great attitude, and I agree with you. And the problem is that most people shut down, and then they never have the opportunity to meet that special person. So somebody just sent me a private message on Facebook that she had had a situation recently where she met a guy and for him really fast even though she knew he was fresh out of a of a long relationship and he decided to reconcile with this woman so she's devastated i will never date again <laughs> and mm-hmm. um you know and that's that's a common response and so Correct. you know and so then you never have the opportunity to find love and so you're going to shut down and you're going to protect yourself and you're going to protect your heart instead of take a break Heal from right. that situation. Realize what your share was. Why are you falling in love so quickly with somebody who you barely know who mm-hmm. just got out of a relationship? There are red flags, and hopefully next time you'll see those. And you know, so it's it's really important to also take to look and see what you can learn from each date. Um, also, right. And one of the one of the most painful experiences was was a while ago where I met someone and I and I actually felt that I was falling in love. And and it was it was I couldn't believe it and it was it was wonderful and amazing and all of those things. And it ended rather abruptly. And he he made that decision and he was going through a uh divorce at the time and and that sort of thing and and I don't know if that was the reason or if if he just he just wasn't that into me, 
But at the end of it, once I licked my wounds and I said, that's it, I'm never, I did exactly what, what that woman said. I'm never doing this again. This is, this is it. What I, what I realized was this is, this is really great because what this, this date has and the, this experience, this several month experience that I had has taught me is I am capable of loving again. And I think when you go through a bad divorce, a divorce at all. I mean, are there any good divorces or the loss of a spouse or many, many years of terrible dates with and meeting no one? I think when you get to that point where you are so discouraged, you really begin to feel that there's something wrong with you or that you're never going to find love again. So when when I had this, this heartbreaking kind of experience, the thing that I learned was I am capable of loving again. I know that. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I know I can do this. And I was I was unsure of that after the loss of my husband. Maybe after 150 dates or 200 dates or whatever the number was at that stage, um, I, was, I was beginning to think, there's nobody out there for me. And really what that experience taught me was, yes, there is. It just what timing was off. It, what, this wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. But what you, what you do know is you're capable of loving again. And that, that yes. was a good thing. That's a great thing, and it's a really important thing. And I think that a lot of people don't have that hope. And that's why my tagline is hope and confidence to love again, because it takes hope, but it also takes the confidence and the skills to get out there and do dating in a way that works. So, exactly. uh, yeah. Um, so, this was fantastic, Melanie. I just want you to share a little bit about the book that's coming up so that people can grab a copy when it's available. Can you just tell us? Oh, perfect. Yeah, the book is a its a chronicle of my year of online dating. And what I've done is I've taken the stories from the blog, added lots of details that I, that I didn't add because blog posts are shorter and I had the luxury to do that in a book versus a blog. And the blog, the blog was blunt and honest, and uh, the book is exactly the same. And I'm probably dishing more dirt and being a little bit more open than I than I was in the blog. And I was pretty open in the blog, as you could tell by by uh, the way that I was described when I was named one of the uh, a dating experts. And uh-huh. I also, in the book, uh, reflect back on my marriage and look at situ- certain situations in the blog that happen and reflect back on similar situations that happened in that perfect, and I'm using air quotes, perfect relationship that I was in my marriage to, to my late husband. So I do some some comparing of those things and things that I tolerated in that marriage that I find myself unable to tolerate uh, in at this stage in my life and the changes that, that I've gone through. So it's, there's reflection in the book as well along with hilarious stories and I I do consider myself a humorist and I hope that that the readers will too and the the uh, if readers are interested in the book when it comes out you can go to my website melanierobinson.com and there's a link to one year of online dating and they can sign up to be notified when the book is in print or or digital awesome it sounds Terrific. I can't wait to see it. And Melanie is with an I, no E, um, so that if you want to look her up, um, please go to MelanieRobinson.com. So thank you so much, Melanie, for coming on the show today, for sharing some of your tips about what worked for you in online dating and in 
searching for love again after loss, and um, I look forward to staying connected. Absolutely. We're, we're definitely going out for drinks again, Sandy. Yes. Sounds good. I'm putting <laughs> it on the calendar. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. All, all right. right. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me on the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you all for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. <laughs> 